With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camaliere's Corotazi Historical Mystery Series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants. The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at readandrunchicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at readandrunchicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, it's almost Memorial Day weekend, my friends, the perfect time to get away. But if you ain't got anything planned for the extended weekend, don't worry, we got you covered. We're revisiting our conversation with Thrillist's Meredith Heil about the nearby road trip options, and we're sharing your recommendations, too. It's Thursday, May 25th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. Meredith, welcome to CityCast. Thank you for having me. We are spoiled uh, for options around here. I know you got some recs and we had our newsletter readers give us some too. So let's jump into it. What's your first recommendation for a, a nice little short trip? So this would be my closest recommendation. And this is the okay. Indiana Dunes National Park. The Dunes? Yeah, the Dunes. So uh, was a state park, still is a state park. Half of it, half of it is a national park. It got that accreditation a little bit ago. And that I, w- I would say you at home base in Michigan City, that'd be my pick. They've got some really cool stuff there to do that's not just the nature stuff. So some cool hotels, uh, 4111 Inn and Suites is one of my favorites, like a roadside, road, like mm-hmm. retro hotel that they kind of outfitted to be like a cool hip spot. Um, and it's still pretty cheap. It's also pet friendly, which is nice. Because uh, I always like traveling with my dog. When I think about like Michigan City, I think about the outlet mall. When I think about the dunes, I think about the beach. What's like your favorite things to do up there? Dude, I love that outlet mall. That outlet mall, that, that mall is killer. <laughs> I always hit that mall. <laughs> My mom loves it so much. Anytime she's talking about like deals or bargain shopping, she always like, I'm not going to get this now. I'm going to go to, the, I'm going to go to Michigan City in a couple of weeks and I'm going to get it then. Exactly. That Nike outlet <laughs> is the shit for sure. Oh, I don't know if I can swear, can I? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah, it is. It is. My mom was a big Oshkosh, but Gosh, oh, fan, all right, so all that, right. That, that was her store she had to hit. I don't know if it's still out there. I but think it that, is. That was her. <laughs> I bet it. I need me some overalls. I need me some. I need me some fall time overalls. So I might need to get out there. Um, yeah. So obviously the dunes, the beach, swimming. Mm-hmm. You know, hiking the dunes are so beautiful, and it's so unlike so many places in the Midwest too. The rolling hills of sand. Um, and mm-hmm. outside of the dunes, there's tons of breweries actually that are pretty good. Um, Shoreline Brewery, Michigan City. Zorn Brewery is also in Michigan City. There's some wineries, which, you know, Midwestern wine. Hey, my mama's going to hear this episode and be all for it. She's like, she's she talking about wine and brewery in Michigan City. I got to get out there. Yeah, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, also a lot of cool camping opportunities out there as well. You can sleep right on the dunes and some cool Airbnbs that butt up right against the dunes as well. 
Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's accessible by Amtrak. I know Michigan City is on the Amtrak line that runs from like Millennium Station, 55th, 56th, 57th on the east side, Hegwish. So if, if you don't want to drive, uh, you, you could get out there by Amtrak potentially as well. Um, I wanted to move into one of our reader wrecks. It comes from Matt P. He says the shoreline of Michigan's lower peninsula uh, up to Mackinac Island. I know you were talking a little bit about the upper peninsula. Um, I'm not familiar with Mackinac Island. Is this a place that you've driven by that you've gone to? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like um, when you're if you drive up the Michigan side toward the upper peninsula, mm-hmm. it's kind of the last stop in the the part of the mitten that's the top of the mitten. Um, before you get over to the UP. And it's okay. beautiful. I mean, it's like an old school kind of Midwest resort town. Um, it kind of even has like a little bit of like seaside kind of coastal vibes, even though it's on the mm-hmm. lake. Um, yeah, it's it's super serene and pretty. And there's lots to do there, even though it's real tiny. Your second recommendation, you recently wrote about it and you talked about finding a little of that East Coast right here in the Midwest. Uh, so what's your second recommendation for the folks? That's right. So the Driftless region of Wisconsin. So I found out about the Driftless maybe a year ago. I read an article about it and I was like, I got to get out there. It's super weird. So it's big. It, it, comes- it sounds like a scary horror book. I'm not going to. It's, it's not that scary. It's not that scary. Okay. <laughs> so basically it gets its name because it's basically along the Mississippi River Valley okay. in both Minnesota, Wisconsin, and a little bit of Illinois and Iowa. And that part of the world during the last ice age, it didn't actually get covered over by ice. So the land didn't get, didn't get leveled like it did in most of the Midwest. So you think of the Midwest as being mm. sort of flat plains, right? right? And this place, it kept all of its sort of structural integrity before the ice age. So it's got, I want to say big mountains, but for the mm-hmm. Midwest, they're pretty impressive. Really craggy landscape and really different soil types, too, so that you get a lot of cool uh, farming out there, some different cheeses and stuff like that you don't find anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of weird little roadside attractions up there that just I love that. Whenever I do a road trip, I go on to like, you know, Atlas Obscure or whatever, and I just mark out all the weird stuff you pull over for. There's like a Uh place up there that's like Wisconsin Stonehenge. I I saw that picture. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's called the Kinstone Megalithic Garden. So that's like a just a cool spot to walk around. Um, mm-hmm. There's a place up there called Rock in the House, and that's in Fountain City. It's kind of at the uppermost part of the Driftless in Wisconsin. And it's basically this giant boulder fell into a house, and then they decided to make that into a museum and keep it as is. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. weird. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. 
Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. I'm loving this conversation for, you know, for us who are always focused on Chicago, what's right in the Chicagoland area. It's another good reminder that not too far outside of our city, there are just some some cool opportunities to take in. Um, and our next reader recommendation is also rocky uh, and appeals to our nature lovers. Uh, it's from Dia B, uh, who said, my road trip goal this summer is Matheson State Park for their canyons and rock formations. I hate driving, but an hour and a half away and not via the Kennedy seems like something I can manage. Have you ever gone to Matheson State Park? I have. Yeah. You know, so it's it's basically right next door to Star Brock. So you can either stay at Matheson if you if you like to camp, which I do, or stay at Star Brock or, you know, they have lodges and hotels around there and you can Star Brock is bigger crowds because it's more famous. So Matheson is really cool because you get a bit more lay of the land, so you have a bit more freedom out there. When you're preparing to go to a state park to maybe go take a hike, what are some of those things you have to do in preparation like so for example when I went to Lake Geneva we ended up going on like an eight mile hike but I'm gonna be real with you I don't think I really knew what the terrain was going to be and so I I had the right shoes uh my girlfriend didn't so I take my socks off and give her my socks we we made it through no problems but I don't think we actually prepared to go outdoors to take a, a hike so we kind of deal the best but if you're preparing to go to like Matheson State Park or if you're, if you're going to the Driftless region what are some of those go-to items that you got to have with you yeah for sure so I usually have some sort of backpack or fanny pack got to put okay. water in there you know I usually have my dog so I put some treats in there you know keep him entertained um, and a little bowl for him so he can drink some water too maybe a snack if you know you're gonna be if you know you're gonna be gone for a while I would also read up to see mm-hmm. you know Usually the trails will have different markers of how how tough they are, how steep they are. Um, yeah. So you get a sense of, of what you're taking on, how long they are. Um, and, oh, bug yeah. spray. We we had our water. We did not have our bug spray. And they, they was getting at us. And for it, prior to that, it was a pretty bugless summer for me. I didn't have a lot, of, which is probably a problem. Like, I feel like the amount of bugs in our ecosystem has severely dropped since we was kids. But we can get into that another day. Um, but, and, and shout out to our homies, black people outside who put us up on all trails because that app that was able to help us understand what was the elevation we were working with. Luckily, there were multiple trails so we could hop off if we needed to. But uh, it definitely just reminded us because we were like, you know what? I think we want to get outside more this summer. As long as we we stay prepared. So what is your third recommendation for our CityCast listeners? My third recommendation is not necessarily a nature spot, and that would be Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville? Yeah. I'm a huge Louisville fan. I think it's one of the (laughs) coolest, most underrated cities in the country. I mean, you might be making a pitch for a CityCast Louisville right here. I need you. I have some homies who went to school there. Uh, You know, we've talked about the Ali Museum. What do you love about Louisville? Well, the Ali Museum is very cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, I came into travel writing through writing about drinks. So obviously bourbon's a big draw down there. And what's really cool is that in the last couple of years, they really made a push to make Louisville more visitor friendly, especially Mm -hmm. the downtown area. So generally in Louisville, 
you go there, you hear about bourbon country, but you have to travel an hour and a half, two hours outside. So you're spending okay. a lot of time in a car, whether you're taking a tour or you're driving around yourself with a designated driver. It's not really in Louisville. So a lot of those distilleries that are out there have put like satellite branches in downtown Louisville. So at this point, you can walk downtown Louisville and you can hit like five or six different like amazing distilleries between Peerless, Angel's Envy, Michter's, Copper and Kings, which does some really cool stuff with Brandy. Uh, Old Forester has a tasting room there, Rabbit Hole, Evan Williams. And they will give you both the tasting and they do some distilling on site. So you can kind of see what they're up to. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm loving this drink vibe you're giving. <laughs> I like a good bourbon. I like a good, Kentu- uh, good, good Kentucky bourbon. I've been drinking a lot of Quilla lately. But, you know, bourbon still has got my heart. Do I know Churchill Downs is is in Louisville, which we probably only talk about around the Derby. But, you know, you can go anytime. Yeah, you can go and bet (laughs) on the horses anytime you want. It's pretty fun experience to get down there. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of sports, if you want to call horse racing a sport, which arguably it is the soccer team there. They have a women's soccer team called Racing Louisville and they play out of the Mm -hmm. Lynn Family Stadium. And it's an incredible stadium like in America, you don't find too many specifically soccer stadiums. And this one was built mm-hmm. for soccer, and it's just like awesome. And they're actually, uh, in August, they're hosting the second annual Women's Cup, which has teams coming from all over the world. I want to go to the Louisville Slugger Museum and Factory. It's cool. I didn't play baseball a lot growing up, but baseball bats are just so cool to me. <laughs> it's a really cool tour. I, I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, but uh, they also have the largest baseball bat in the world out front of there. So even if you don't go inside for the tour, you can take a picture. It's a pretty fun little photo op. That is what's up. Uh, For our final reader recommendation, it comes from Mary White, who says two and a half hours drive west of Chicago to Galena. Galena Territories and Apple Canyon Lake is another one I wasn't really familiar with. Um, Have you have you ever gone out here? Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Super cute, like small town vibes. They have this downtown that's just like super cute little shops and restaurants. um, And they have some pretty nice resorts there that'll get you outside. Uh, It's right on the river there. So it's just it's just pretty. It's just like a place to kick back. Mm. And apparently there's a yearly rodeo. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> I believe it. What do you think makes this region so special and interesting to explore? Um, I think it gets written off a lot, you yeah. know, and I think that that it's created a lot of local pride and especially hyper local pride in that people like you go up to the Driftless in Wisconsin. People have been there for generations and they know everything there is to know about this tiny little town and they love it and they love the bar that they, you know, that they're running there. That's been the oldest operating bar in Wisconsin or whatever they want to say. You know, they, <laughs> they take such pride in all of the local foods that they're serving, you know, the mm. local drinks that they're serving. Um, and there's just like a genuine sort of both like laid back and approachable, but also just fiercely proud of, of yeah. where you're from out here, which I really, I really appreciate. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Mayor Brandon Johnson presided over his first city council meeting. The new slate of alders overwhelmingly approved Johnson's restructuring of power in the council. They even laughed at a couple of his jokes. You can check the show notes for a full list of new committee chairs. Now, the council didn't vote on a proposed $51 million plan to provide more resources for arriving asylum seekers. After months of construction on the Blue Line, regular service between the Addison and Western stations will resume Friday, according to CTA officials. The 2-0 Chicago Sky are at home Friday night against the Washington Mystics, and the Red Stars play at home Saturday against the Orlando Pride. 
and some good news. The three-day Mole de Mayo Festival is in Pilsen this weekend. I've gone the last few years, and it's always a great time. They got good music, good food, handmade crafts, and Saturday and Sunday, catch Lucha Libre from 3 to 5 p.m. As always, we appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you also for reading along with our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, Monday through Friday in your inbox. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, subscribe now for the latest in news and events at chicago.citycast.fm. We here bright and early tomorrow, breaking down some key stories from the week across this beautiful city of ours. I will talk to you then. Peace.